Hey guys, what's going on? Sunny D here. Thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. On this episode, today I'm going to be reading the chapter, You Only Have Two Hands. It's chapter seven from your first year in salon ownership and really talking about thinking about your future because at some point, those two hands are only going to be able to produce what they can and maybe not anything at all. And then what do you do? So I'm sharing some insights as I read through the chapter and give you something to think about food for thought. Hopefully you guys enjoy this chapter. Can't wait to hear your feedback. And now it's time for the podcast. Excited to be back with you for another episode of Storytime. So we are officially rolling in to today is Thursday, April 23rd the year 2020 we are still in the coronavirus pandemic stay at home safer at home order but the latest word on the streets folks if you're paying attention to the news with a with a you know take everything with a grain of salt but this the latest word on these streets out here in this corona economy and during this coronavirus time is that some of our states some of our states are like you know what we're done with this we're ready to go hello hello we're ready to go unmute yourself okay got it so some of our states are like you know what we're ready to go we're ready to open. So welcome to Storytime, because Storytime is open. Storytime is live. We come to you live at 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. And I've been doing this 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. I'm hoping I can continue uh, to do this and even maybe post-corona economy. <clears throat> I want to keep on keeping on post-corona economy. I want to keep the story time going now does that mean it goes to 8 a.m or 7 a.m or 6 a.m or does it become a nightly show i don't know um, does it become a weekly show instead of a daily show i don't know that's going to really come down to feedback that i'm getting from you guys um, what you guys think <clears throat> what you think the the format should be when we get back in action when we open back up, when we get our salons open, our stores back open, our our you know our economy back open. Now, just because we're back open doesn't mean that we're still not in the corona economy. One of the things that we're going to have to adjust to is the fact that there are these different phases of opening. But just the fact that everybody's been at home for the last month or in our case, our salons closed. Our last day was March 16th. So one month going on five weeks, going on six weeks, we've been closed. So as everyone's coming back into the fold, coming back into the mix, it's going to be a little different. There's going to be a little bit of hesitation. Um, there's going to be a little bit of uh, germophobia. There's going to be a lot of these things as we open back up and we get back out there, which is natural. I mean, you have to think about it. If you've been gone, you've been at home for six weeks, you know, are you rip roaring and ready to go and get back out there? <clears throat> yes, you are. But there's definitely going to be a little bit, I'm sure, of like some hesitation, a little bit of, I'm sure, um, you know, kind of tiptoeing back into it, you know, because we, we are excited to go back to work. We want to go back to work. We thought we wanted to be off more until this happened. Then we realized, oh, shit, this is too much time off. Like, I don't want to be off that much. You know, is this what is this what it feels like being unemployed? This sucks. Some people love it. You know, some people do. Some people love it. Some people, you know, it's it's a way of life for them, but not for me, not for me, not for you guys either. So I know a lot of you guys are excited to get back to work, to get back out there. Um, but just know as we do, as we kind of get my tea ready here, ah, it's pretty good. Pumpkin spice with a little bit of honey. 
as we do get back out there, just know there is going to be a little, <clears throat> there's going to be some hesitation on some people. It's normal. I mean, people, are they going to be running back to the salon? We'd like to think, right? Because their, their hair is grown in, their roots are grown in. Um, you know, maybe some of them had to do a little, you know, they did a little box color because they just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, there's going to be some of that we'll have to deal with. But, you know, people, I mean, no judgment. I mean, people got to do what they got to do. If it was totally killing their mojo <clears throat> and they and they went to uh, Walmart or they went to the grocery store and they got a little box color and they popped it on their roots trying to at least do something with their gray, I mean, that's going to happen. No judgment. I mean, we... You know legally weren't able to provide that service um, you know we weren't able to I mean on all of our hair color it says professional use only not for resale and we weren't able to sell color contrary to you know popular belief and what you may have seen you may have seen people doing that but we you know simply let our guests know we'd love to if it were okay we have some alternatives that are non-professional like we've sold you know color craft to guests try to you know give them a little bit of blend put a little bit of life into their color and to get them by these last you know five weeks six weeks but they may have not been able to take it and they may have gone and done a little box color so if that happens and you go back in there and you know you see that cut them some slack right cut them some slack and let them know hey you know we understand you know we're gonna fix it um, we'll get you back on track but the thing about it is, as some of the businesses are starting to open and planning to open, are people gonna be running back into the salon? Maybe, maybe not. You know, because there is still gonna be that stigma, that little <clears throat> cloud over the top of us where people are wondering, you know, is it safe? You know, people are gonna be wondering, like, and they don't wanna not come into the salon, but they also, you know, are concerned, right? Is it safe? Um, so one of the big things, if you're a salon owner, if you're a stylist, if you're a business owner, period, um, one of the big things I'm gonna suggest is we're kind of getting into that phase of potentially opening. I mean, I know some, I think Georgia's opening like this weekend. They're gonna be like a test case. It's gonna be like, they're gonna be like the guinea pig. Um, really, we won't know until probably two weeks from when they open, how things are going. Because one of the protocols that they're looking for for states to reopen, they want to, they want to see, or they want that state to see 14 days of continuous decline in cases before they open. And then there's a phase one, there's a phase two, there's a phase three. So maybe, you know, salons and high touch businesses and high touch you know, professions, maybe they're, you know, really slated more for that phase two, you know, in, in phase one, I mean, you can go, if you look at Opening America, I think they have the whole plan and it outlines everything. So salons and, and high touch barbershops and tattoo parlors, massage, um, every, all those kinds of things are more slated to like a phase two, but phase one, is gonna be uh, what's what's happening first, but they're still looking for 14 days of decline. And you know, there's a lot of people are like, oh, they can't take it anymore. There's all of this stuff going on. Um, but here's the thing: no matter what phase you open, there's gonna be some risk. But my goal, and hopefully for you guys, if you have a business or you have a clientele, you have a company or whatever you have and you're gonna get ready to go back to work you know, and open it up, think about it, doing it in gradual steps. Um, the way that they closed everything down, they kinda did it in gradual steps, which probably, you know, arguably could have been done like bam, right, cut it off. But opening up definitely is gonna be one of those more gradual things. So as we get ready to open up, you know, think about what your protocol is gonna look like Maybe write it down on paper. Maybe create a document. <clears throat> That's what we're doing in our company. 
We have a, you know, for the Salon 1.0, we're gonna have a 1.0 safe opening, you know, guidelines and protocols to not only share with the team, little pause, to not only share with the team, but to also share um, with all of our guests, with all of our clients, with all of our customers, with all of our, all of our people. So they can know like, hey, this is our plan. Um, this is how we're gonna reopen. Um, these are the steps that we're taking. And also we're gonna be encouraging you know, our guests to take some steps. We're gonna be encouraging our guests to you know, take a look at you know, this, um, this is what we're doing, this is what we'd recommend. You know, we're gonna make recommendations you know, for our guests to do this, that, and the other. There's no, I mean, 100% that they're gonna do any of it, but there's at least recommendations that we can make so we can hopefully go into this with a little bit more um, of an ease of the mind, right? An ease of, hey, we're taking some precautions and these are things that we're gonna do and these are things that we recommend. Not 100%, you know, you're gonna be able, the only way, and I was talking with my team about this last night, I was like, the only way you're gonna be able to um, get 100% mitigation or 100, eliminate 100% of the risk is to stay home. We can't stay home forever. I mean, we could, but we don't want to. Um, but, you know, we also aren't just gonna be like flipping a switch and then everything's just, we're like live like it never happened. Um, so we have to ease into it. Um, so if you're going back to work, just be thinking about that. If your company's got some protocols in place or they don't maybe suggest it, or if you're the one that makes those protocols or makes those decisions, uh, maybe think about it. Thinking about your, your personal, your family, um, your personal kind of situation, you know? So be thinking about some of those things and be thinking about like what the protocols look like uh, be thinking about what you could do. Uh, be thinking about what you should do. But as you go back in, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be, you know it's gonna be a little tiptoeing at first. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with tiptoeing into it. You don't have to run back into it and and feel you know pressured. Like, cause you might feel pressure for, um, you might feel pressure for your. Uh, bills, you might feel pressure for everything that's been kind of getting put by the wayside. You might feel all kinds of pressure when it comes to those things, but, 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 you don't have to feel, I mean, pressure to run into an unsafe situation and know that, you know, whatever you decide to do, if you're thinking about health and well being first, no one, I mean, people may be able to judge you for that. But no one should judge you for that, and if they do judge you for that, shame on them. Because you're not, you know, that's not the kind of game that we're playing. You know, we're not playing with like, oh, you might, you know, you might cut your finger, right, doing a haircut. It's not one of those where that's easy, we can fix that, we can throw a band-aid on it, not a big deal. That's not the game we're playing. The game we're playing is you can get sick. You can take it home to your mom, take it to your grandma, take it to your sister, your brother, your dog, right? We heard about that yesterday. Pets, can you know, had some pets with corona. You can take it to all these people, not just you can get it. And it's there's still a lot of gray area on exactly what and how it's going to attack you. Um, so when you think about those things, you know, I mean, when we're opening, like there's nobody you know, more eager to get back open, you know, because it's not even just me. It's not like I have a job to get back to or I want to get back to work and go to my job. It's not even just me. I have a, a, you know, salons of people that have people that have people like, so there's other people. So there's this whole chain of people and some of them have kids and family and, um, you know, and pets and houses and apartments and new apartments and bills like everybody. But so it's not like, I mean, nobody wants to get back to work quicker and faster and like more now um, than I do. Uh, but at the same time, nobody wants, um, you know, my people to be safe and healthy and not, you know, put anybody in harm's way at the same time. 
so it's a tough balance of, of you know knowing like how bad you want to do something and when you should do it so all of the businesses and I've been listening to some of them I mean um, they have to they have to consider all those things there are gonna be some states that are gonna say hey boom hey guys we're open like a Georgia we're open but some of the businesses then it comes down to the business leader and the business decision and they may say well yeah we're open but uh, I'm not going to open just yet. And I was talking with my team about this yesterday. I was like, I'm sure the first day that we open, uh, we're going to be not taking any customers. No guests are going to come in because we're going to need to really make sure our salon is set up. We're going to need to make sure we have everything in place that we need to have in place. So when we have that first day of guests, uh, we feel comfortable. We feel like we have the right, you know, the right setup. We feel we have the right things going on because the last thing we want to be is under, you know, overwhelmed and underprepared, right? Overwhelmed and underprepared. And you think your bills are overwhelming you right now? Well, I mean, that's that's a you know that that's a temporary thing, right? So we're talking like long term. You want a, a thriving business. You want healthy guests. You want healthy you. Um, so being able to, you know, have you know some bills that are weighing on you—that's a temporary thing. I mean, it's not going to kill you. It may, but if 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 your bills kill you, then um, you know maybe that's the way it was supposed to go for you. I'm sorry to say that, um, but maybe you just you know you weren't you weren't cut out for this life. Those bills aren't going to kill you. Uh, what's what's gonna you know happen with your bills, right? You're going to be behind. Okay, this is a story. You're gonna be behind and you're gonna slowly get caught up. You will get back on track. You will be able to recover. Um, you will be able to um, figure out, you know, you will be able to figure out all those pieces of the puzzle. Um, so those things, guys, I mean, yes, it's stressful and trust me, you know, if I showed you the bills that I have due right now, you'd, you'd probably be like, yeah, that actually is gonna kill me and you would die. But uh, that's not, it's not, uh, it's not a pretty picture, right? Um, but it's, it's end of the world, no. You know, end of your life, no. Because you owe some money, you owe some bills. So just kind of keep that in mind. I mean, as you guys are getting ready to roll. If you're a business owner, a small business owner, um, you have, you know, you have a, a business and you're, you're looking at, you know, this whole scenario, just kind of keep that in mind. There's going to be there's going to be some steps that you know you'll have to take and you may or may not want to take uh, but you have to uh, because at the end of the day it's not just about you we're finding that out you know especially in the beginning remember everybody was like so excited uh, because they thought they were on vacation and they were partying there especially where I live in Florida we had a lot of people that were just like oh this is like party time like I'm off I'm gonna go I'm gonna go crush it at whatever uh, beach or whatever whatever um, yeah and it was that wasn't the case yeah it wasn't it wasn't party time it wasn't party time at all and that kind of in the beginning that kind of started um, and it was party time and then that real quick kind of tapered off we saw that taper off we saw it kind of go away we saw it you know simmer down we saw it come back to reality where people were like oh well maybe it isn't party time you know, maybe it's time because now, you know, I just saw my friend get sick or my friend, you know, or somebody or something happened. So as we're going back, guys, I mean, I hope that everybody is healthy and safe right now. And I hope everybody stays, you know, safe and healthy when we go back. Um, but yeah, I want to get back. I want to get back just as bad as you do. You know, as much as I love doing story time every single morning, um, whether we, you know, whether we go back or not, I'd love to keep doing it. But you know, I, I, I want to be back in the salon, back out there in the field, working, uh, making things happen, making moves, growing the company. That's really where you know I want to be. Um, but at the same time, I also want to make sure, you know, the few people that I love and cherish the most are safe and healthy, um, even if that means. There's a little bit of financial hardship going on. There's a little bit of stress going on with the finances. Um, you know, maybe 
you sleep a few less winks at night because you're dealing with all of those things. Uh, but at the same time, is it is it going to be, you know, is it going to be better when we go back? Hopefully, is it going to be the same? Probably not. Um, but we're going to go back and safe and do it in a safe and healthy way. Um, so those are just some thoughts I was having this morning as I'm I'm watching, you know, some of these states that are getting ready to launch and go. Um, so as you guys are getting ready to launch and go, you know, and you're thinking I'm hopefully getting your mind set a little bit of a tweak because we've been talking about this now for 14 episodes. We already finished the first book. Now we're in the second book. We're talking, you know, talking through ownership mentality and ownership principles and ownership. So the first book is about, you know, your first year in the beauty industry, which for some of you, you may be in the beauty industry for five years, but maybe you haven't really had your first year. And now when I talk about your first year, I'm talking about your first full year of commitment, right? And so that's where that book went. I talked about 30-year vets reading it. I talked about people in, in school right now reading it. And now we're in the second one, your first year in salon ownership. So what does that look like? Well, I don't own a salon. I don't have a lease. I don't have a da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I don't run a payroll. All right, well, still, you may one day, but it starts with a mentality. So getting in the mentality of ownership is part of it. Now you're maybe thinking, well, I don't even work in a salon. Okay, well, great, good for you. But does that mean that you don't potentially uh, have any responsibility that you know ownership has, right? If you're trying to shriek or avoid responsibility, you know, then that's one thing, but you still have responsibility. Uh, maybe you own your own life, right? There's ownership there. Taking ownership of your life is something that a lot of people have a tough time doing. Owning your life, what does that look like? You take responsibility for everything that happens, the good shit and the bad shit, right? You're like, oh man. Like a lot of, of us like to, when things are messed up, we're like, well, it's their fault, it's their fault, it's their fault when things are messed up. We'll take, you know, no responsibility for the L's, no responsibility for the the failures that happen. But when things are kicking ass and things are awesome, you're like, yeah, that's all me, dog. <laughs> that's all me. I'm crushing it. I'm killing the game right now. So a lot of times we, that's what we do. We, we take no responsibility for the bad. And we try to take all the responsibility for the good. I think there's a little bit of, you know, a mix up on that scenario. That's a little ass backwards, as they say. So looking at how we could take ownership to a mentality and then it becomes a reality. You know, when you start being an owner in your mind, soon enough, you become the owner in real life. Um, so that's really where I wanted to go with you thinking about being an owner. And as we're going through the chapters, we hit the preface, we hit the intro, we hit the why is salon ownership for you. We hit starting with the end in mind, which is it was one of my favorite chapters, just thinking about like getting to that completion of what does your business look like? What does your life look like? What is your what does your everything look like before you start? You know, right now I've got my neighbors are getting there's a new roof getting put on the house, right? And so when these guys come you know, I'm watching them, you know, I'm taking out the trash the other morning. They've been here for a couple days. I'm watching them when I got the dogs outside. As I'm watching them, you know, it's not, they're not just up there jacking around. They're not like just do, just showing up at their house doing whatever. They're laying it out. They got step one. They're laying the pieces out. They got step two. They got, okay, this has to happen before that happens. They know what the finished product looks like. And they come to the job already knowing that. They don't just show up at the job and pull out the gun and, and pull out some pieces and just start stapling or shooting like random pieces here and there. So it's the same way. And that's really, you know, one of the things if you're building anything, think about what it looks like when it's finished and start from there. Now, does it come out exactly? You don't think there's going to be a hiccup here or there on the roof? Sure there is. Does it come out exactly? No, it doesn't. But, you know, you wouldn't start doing anything until you finish it. And so it's a little, it's a way to think about it. And then we got a chapter three systems, chapter four numbers, chapter five hiring process, chapter six career paths, chapter seven you only have two hands, 
Chapter 8, Financing and Construction. Chapter 9, Key Relationships. Chapter 10, Growth and Expansion. And then Chapter 11, What If. The What If chapter. What if you do make it? Then what happens? Great, I got through. Now, you know, in business, in salons, having a salon open for a year is no, I mean, I've seen people have like huge celebrations after a year. I mean, it's a milestone, it's a mild milestone because you know the, you know the statistics, 97% of businesses are gonna fail in the first five and of the 3% that make it, 95% of those fail in the next five. I just hit 10 years last October and I'm still, you know, I'm not like, oh, you know, dusting my shoulder a little bit. I made it. No, I'm not there yet either. Because, you know, look what happened. I hit 10-year mark in October. And then five months later, all the salons are closed. <laughs> all at once, right? You didn't even like, oh, well, this one closed, but I still got these going. No, they all are closed at once. Trying to reopen. So just so you know... Um, anything and everything can happen. If it can happen, it will happen. Um, so that's one of those things where it's like nobody, I didn't think that was going to be the case, right? I, I thought I made it. I thought I made it, dog. What, uh, what happened? I thought I, I thought I landed. I thought I landed. But that's not the way it works. And so as you're like looking at your, um, you're looking at your, uh, your life and you're wondering like is this is my life jacked up like what did I do wrong trust me guys it wasn't you you didn't do anything wrong you didn't you know if you're on on Facebook on on the YFY page or Sunny D page or my profile and you're watching this if you're on Instagram you're watch wherever you're watching this Twitter snapchat TikTok, website it's not you right shit happens that's why the saying goes that's how the saying goes Shit happens. Shit's been happening. It's going to continue to happen. It just happens. That's the way it goes. You know, so when you look at that, that second portion, that next five years, and you think you made it. So when it comes to, I guess it's really longer than the first year. As we're going through, we're talking about the first year as an owner, but it's really longer. The first year for me, I still feel like, I mean, and I have salons in different phases of life too. I have, you know, the first location. Um, the originator, you know, is really where the 10 years is at. And then the other salons are at, you know, six years, seven years. Um, I want to say one's at like seven years. One that we uh, purchased was already open for eight years. We've had it for like over two years going on three. Um, one is in that two we had because we had at one point we had three salons opening at one time. Two still exist. Uh, one doesn't. But so they're at different phases of their growth. They're at different phases of life, you know? So that's kind of the case. It's like kids, you know, you have a kid one year and then maybe a couple years later, you don't always have all, you don't have all your kids at once. Um, so your life is um, moments in time that kind of are broken up in, in chunks. So that's kind of where our salons are at. So I'm not like popping bottles after my first year of being open and being in business. There's no I made it coming on. There's not uh there's not any you know music playing. So second year, no. We haven't really I mean at five years I think we got a balloon, right? I think we we did. I think we got a balloon, maybe we had uh you know, two balloons or something like that. Um, you know, at ten years, I mean it was I mean we're high like, hey, we're ten years, but it wasn't like a huge celebration. Uh, I just feel like I don't know, I'm not I'm not about the champagne, you know, celebrations. I think when we did our our um, our anniversary party after like our first year, I kind of got a bad feeling. I was just like, I don't know, like what are we celebrating? What have we done? You know, and and we did. We had a, a little celebration. I remember having a cake. So I've never really been into that. I mean, I'm not I'm not anti celebration, um, but you know, winning the championship. If you think about how I I talked about the quarters. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. We just finished the second quarter. If it's a 20-year game, and the easy breakdown, five years, quarter one. Five years, quarter two. So we're kind of like in halftime. We're in corona time right now. Um, and then we got five years, quarter three. So if it's a 20-year career or 20-year game, you know, if you do it in that, and then at the end of that 20 years, 
I mean, you, you, you had a career. Now, companies like the company that I'm with, Paul Mitchell, you know, all of our salons, um, they just are now hitting their 40th year of being a, a business. So 40 years, I mean, that's, that's two games. That's two career paths. That's two careers for people. I mean, that's amazing. That's an amazing feat. Hopefully, you know, I'm looking at our company and imagining, you know, that's another 30 years in the game. Um, so what does that look like? But I'm telling you right now, as I look at this, this uh, entire picture, the world that we're living in, uh, I'm still excited because I know that there's still challenges out there. When there's no more challenges and there's no more obstacles, um, you're kind of at the end, you know? So when you think about an obstacle course, if you're running it, once you get to the last obstacle, you, you know, you're like, all right, you take a breath and then you're kind of there and then it gets kind of quiet and you're, you're sweating and then your, your sweat kind of you cool off and then you're kind of like, you know, you're there. Okay, now what? What's next? Um, so I'm always looking for a challenge, looking for, you know, a way to push myself and drive myself and, you know, that trickles down throughout my company, throughout my team. And so I want you to be keeping an eye on what's next, what's the future look like, um, what skills do you need to sharpen or what skills do you need to learn or what new things do you need to consider um, so you can keep your own momentum going. There's nothing worse than losing your momentum. And I know right now, Corona economy came about, kind of stopped us all dead in our tracks. And I've been working hard every single day to try to keep momentum going for me, for my salons, for my team, for everybody. I'm just trying to keep momentum going so we don't get defeated, deflated, and um, stagnant, you know, and, and just complacent because there's going to be more challenges to come. Um, so I want you to kind of keep your eye on that. Keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on the future, what's happening out there. So as we go into today, and that's my opening, you know, I like to have a little opening with you guys every morning. Um, so that's my opening, my thoughts, thoughts of the day, thoughts of the morning, thoughts of the hour. And so now we're going to switch gears and get into this next chapter. So the chapter that I'm going to be reading today is chapter seven. Now, if you have this book, I don't know if you do, follow along, take some notes. Um, if you have your first year in salon ownership, this is chapter seven we're going into today. So chapter seven is you only have two hands. And it's going to really, um, you know, right now, you, it doesn't matter how many hands you have because they're really not doing a whole lot, right? But uh, we're going into chapter seven. And how this is going to really apply is for you not to be one track, for you not to think one track, for you not to be one trick, you know? One trick pony. I can do this and that's what I do. Well, if you just experience what happened, if you're in this, you know, corona economy, you're going through this whole situation right now, uh, how's that working out for you? Just being able to do that one thing. Probably not so great. So being able to have multiple assets or multiple skill sets that you can apply to situations should you come up with a situation like Corona where all of a sudden you now um, are non-essential and you're told, hey, guess what? The salons are closed and you got no job for right now. Like, how does that work? Um, so those are things I want you to be thinking about. Like if that happens, if that happens, not really if, it's just when. It's gonna happen again. Uh, when it happens, how are you going to not be sidelined? Right? How are you going to stay in the game? And so that's something I want you to think about. How are you going to stay in the game? And then if you have any questions as I'm kind of going through today or at any point, you know, throw them up if you're depending on what page on Facebook you're watching or where you're watching. You can throw up your questions. Um, you can uh, throw them in the comments if you're on Instagram, Facebook, wherever, and I'll get to them. So this is chapter seven. You only have two hands. And we're going to start with a little quote. Uh, this is one of my favorites, one of my favorites. Here's the quote, ready? Two is one, and one is none. Two is one, and one is none. What does that mean? Um, I'll give you a real-time example right now. I have a stream on my Facebook page. I have a stream on my YFY page. I have Zoom open and recording, right? And 
I have Instagram recording, right? So two is one, one is none. You have one camera recording, something's gonna happen to that one, then you have none, right? You have one pair of scissors, something happens to that one, then you have none. You have one guest and they can't come in, then you have none. Two is one, one is none. So having multiples, having a backup for your backup even, you know, it could go to three, but having multiples, having multiples, having multiples. So two is one, one is none. You know, so if you have, you know, one set of hands, you know, and they get taken out by Corona or whatever, then there you are, you're at, you're at none. You know, so that's where you have to think about how you can um, have multiples and have backups. You know, I've been talking a lot about those plans, like plan A, plan B, plan C. Plan A is always gonna get blown to shit, it's not gonna work. Plan B probably is gonna fall through. Plan C, D, and E are probably gonna be the ones you have success on. I'm on plan F, I'm on plan E, but those are things. So two is one, one is none. That's a motto that we use in the military when we're talking about our gear, uh, making sure you have backup, you know, ammunition, arms, firepower, radios, batteries, shirts, socks, all that stuff when you're out in the field. Two is one, one is none. So keep that in mind. This is chapter seven. You only have two hands. And here we go. Tired yet? Said your hands to your feet, to your back, to your neck, to your whole body. Get the picture? What we do, guys, there's no pretty way to say it. It's hard work especially when you factor in the time, year after year, standing behind the chair for a career. Oh, and you wanna look cute while you do it. So you decided to wear heels every day. Yeah, okay, let's see how long that shit lasts. <laughs> I've seen some old school hairdressers with like 20 plus years on them, looking like heroes in a half shell. Another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reference, nice from being hunched over the shampoo bowl year after year, not to mention other physical conditions that seem to plague our industry, like carpal tunnel syndrome, sciatica, and so on and so forth. What am I scaring you? Even if you take great care of yourself over time, you too will begin to feel the effects of holding a five pound plus blow dryer all day, even if it's suspended from the ceiling, even if it's the lightest thing that it's ever supposed to be, you know, it gets heavy when you're holding it all day. So maybe instead of scaring you, I'm trying to get you to think. Think about really designing a business that works, not only when you do, but independently of you and simultaneously as you do. Most people will never get there, unfortunately. Most people will have what's known as an entrepreneurial seizure which is a brief moment when you fall in love with the idea of owning a business and you start and they start their own business but before they know it they look up and realize they don't own a business the business owns them after the new car smell wears off and they realize the trap they've created their love turns into hate until they break is this preventable the answer is yes and no let me explain. If you really want to apply what you're learning here, I mean really execute on this material, then you stand a chance. You'll be slightly ahead of the pack, but still statistically likely to fail. I'm still cheering for you. Go for it. There's no better feeling than building a business that works. When I say that works, that means without you. If the only reason the lights stay on is because you're standing behind the chair all day, then you haven't built a business. You've built a job and in most cases, a very expensive job. The math is simple. Take a look at the top line revenue and calculate that portion of what was produced from you standing behind the chair. If it's more than 10%, sorry to say my friend, but you've built a job. I hear you saying, but, but Sonny, but Sonny, I love doing hair. And that's fine and dandy. But if you decided to open a salon that's only one of your 20 plus job titles. You see, the minute you decide to become an owner, you are now the CEO, chief everything officer. So it's decision time. I do wanna give this disclaimer though. My first year in business, I really just owned a job. I was responsible for over 80% of the revenue, meaning if I wasn't behind that chair, 
we weren't making any money. That also means while I was behind that chair that no one was running my business. At the end of the day, you only have two hands. So you have to decide what is it going what is going to be your focus. If you're not ready to completely step away from the chair, that's fine, but if you're going to build a real business, then you're going to have to give up a great deal of it. A real business that sounds so harsh. When I use that term, I'm talking about an enterprise that will hopefully lead you to freedom, both financially and time freedom. What does that look like? I'll give you a prime example. You wouldn't be reading this book if I wasn't able to build a real business, one that works without me. While I'm sitting here writing these words, I have five businesses operating in five cities in two states that have created the time freedom for me to pursue what's next. For me, being a purebred entrepreneur, what's next is building more businesses. It's a vicious cycle, and I love it. <laughs> Today, some people, because of the way entrepreneurship has been dressed up, all sexy, are being tricked into thinking they are business owners. If you rent a booth, a chair, a suite, or whatever other term you want to use, newsflash, you're not a business owner. That'd be like me renting a house and calling myself a real estate investor. For that matter, even if you're buying a house and living in it, you're just a homeowner, not a real estate investor. Although similar to real estate industry, there's a lot of fake news being pushed. Here's a test to see if you own a real business. Number one, you've run a payroll for your employees in the last two weeks. Number two, you've hired and fired someone in the last six months. Number three, you filed taxes in March, April, in the last year. March is when business taxes are due, by the way. So if you filed taxes in March and April in the last year. If you can't answer yes to the above questions, then you haven't built a real business yet, by my standards. That doesn't mean you can't, it just means you haven't yet. I would say, why not give it a try? What have you got to lose? If it doesn't work, you still have a technical skill you can perform inside of a great business. Hey, if you try and fail, come work at my company because at least I'll know you have the courage and I could always use more courageous people on my team. The fact of the matter is, as a hairstylist, you have to realize that the pension or retirement plan for most doesn't exist. So thinking about it, building a real business may be a path to explore. How are you going to create more hands. In our company, I talked about the career path that we have, but didn't really mention what happens after year five. Would you like to know? Okay. Well, the next step for our stylist is to become the Salon 1.0 owners of perhaps one or many locations, so they too can create some financial and time freedom. While doing that, hopefully they'll also be writing their stories and sharing what they've learned along the way. All right, guys, that's chapter seven. So chapter seven, you only have two hands. So as I, as I read that chapter, read back through that chapter and think about that chapter, it's one of those things where that 10%, I mean, I want you to think about it. Like if you were to step away um, from your business, you know, how long would it last? You know, that's a big thing we're finding out right now, right? We've been away for six weeks. Hopefully, and this is a very un, unusual um, circumstance. These are unusual times. These are unusual, um, unusual conditions that we're in. But how long would it last? You know, thinking about that. If you stop doing, if you're, whatever your technical skill is, right? If you stop doing it, and your business wouldn't last more than two weeks, or either all the revenue would dry up in less than you know two weeks then yeah, you probably have built a job. Now, if you're the official owner on paper, um, that's kind of sad, right? You're thinking about that. like, And, and a lot of people are in that, in that position. Like I said, the first year I was open, 80% of the revenue was me producing it. And my 
My approach was I was hiring all brand new people, so it took some time to train them and develop my systems and all the stuff that I'm writing about and reading about and talking about in this book, it took time to do all those things. And once I did a lot of those things and had those things in place, then I was able to go and open that second location, third location, fourth location. I still practice as a, as a technical stylist. I still work behind the chair because I really do enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the artistic side of it. I enjoy being able to work with my guests and talk with my guests that come in. Um, we've built relationships over the years of doing this. For 15 years, you're gonna build relationships. Um, and also the financial benefits, right? I'm a business person. I mean, I'm not, you know, uh, shy about that. I enjoy making money, right? So those kinds of things. Um, but if the business ends up, you know, only working because of that, then I really, why have a business? Why have a lease? Why have those those utility bills? Why have payroll to deal with? Why have, um, you know, negotiations on on prices of different furniture, equipment. Why have all of those costs, right? If it's just I want to have fun, work with guests, be be artistic and make some money. You don't have to do that. You can rent a chair, you can rent a suite, you can rent a whatever and just be a, a solo, you know, a, a solo artist. That's one of those things that you can do and I've had people in my own company go and do that. Um, and you can do that and not go into business for yourself. I mean, not take on all that responsibility. There's a lot of ways to do it nowadays. Um, there's a lot of ways, and that's what I would do if I were, but I have a itch that I just have to scratch. You know, I, um, I mean, those pressures that mount up, um, the potential, you know, of, of failing, the, uh, the challenge of training people and leading people, which is harder than herding cats, um, all of those things actually excite me more than the the possibility of just being like you know just doing hair and just making money and you know calling it a day so not everyone's wired like that so that's a wiring thing that's why i talked about that entrepreneurial seizure a lot of people have that where they they have this moment in time where the guest is like you're so amazing you should open your own shop you're like oh wow they think I'm amazing. Wow, maybe. Am I amazing? Everybody says, hey, everybody says I'm amazing. I should open my own shop. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm so good. That's called your ego getting the best of you. Because then you open your own shop. And then you're like, oh shit, I didn't know I had to do that. I didn't know I had to do that. I didn't know I had to do that. I didn't, you know, I never, when I was, when I was in the drug game, I never had to pay quarterly taxes, you know, payroll taxes, file business taxes, really file any taxes. So I didn't know I wasn't a legit business owner. I just make money hand over fist and keep it as much of it out of, you know, the hands of other people as possible. So when you go into your your own business you start learning about those things and you're like oh shit this is what owning a business looks like and then some people are like yeah this ain't for me sorry and there's nothing wrong with that but just realizing that it's called self-awareness the sooner you realize that the better because you'll be better off you'll be better off if it's not your cup of tea you'd be better off for you for yourself for your health for your wealth You'd be better off. Um, so those are some things to think about, guys. You only have two hands. Um, you're going to have to find a way to have money flowing in one way or the other, whether it be not owning an, a business of your own or whether it be figuring out another way you're going to earn money, whether it be doing some smart investing, which we'll talk about in a later chapter. You're going to have to figure out having some other flows of income because once those hands stop, you get too old to do it, you're crusty, you're worn out, you're tired, or you just can't do it anymore. You know, the money stops. What are you still going to have 30, 40 years to live? So then what are you going to do? Right? So I've, I'm thinking about that. You know, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, my timeline and figuring out I've got to be able to continue to make money. I got to figure some things out too. So investing, um, looking at how you can build, if you are going to build a business, what kind of business, maybe multiple businesses, there's other things you have to consider. If you're just getting started, you know, you're building a clientele or you're just getting started, you just opened your salon, um, these are the things that are going to be the primary focus. And then as you get to that next level of quarter one, five years in, 10 years in where I'm at right now being a business owner, 
you know, or multiple business owner, um, then what's next, right? How do you, you know, take your, you know, people that I have now that are becoming owners that are have it on their mindset to become owners, uh, partnerships, those things are um, things that you'll consider. And that's just you maturing as a business owner. So those are just some thoughts. Um, that chapter, you only have two hands. A great one, gives you something to think about. Um, hopefully you guys got some takeaways from the chapter. Uh, thank you guys for showing up at 9 a.m. Eastern Time every morning for Storytime with Sunny D. It was great having you guys here. I look forward to coming back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday, so you know what that means. 9 a.m. is going to be the best one yet. Tomorrow morning, bring a friend, bring a colleague, bring somebody by. Um, we still have a couple of the, um, lastly, I'll tell you, we still have a couple of the shirts if you haven't got your shirt yet. These shirts are free right now. The YFYI iHeart Limited Edition Tees. There's a few left um, on the website. The links, if you're on Instagram, if you go to my Facebook page, Sunny D Facebook page, you'll see like the links and the promo codes and all that. They're on there. Men's, women's, iHeart Edition. You can check those out. Um, if you want to learn more about the books or grab a book, you can go to yourfirstyearin.com. Um, those are also, there's a promo code for those. They're all 20% off. The t-shirts are free. You got to pay for the shipping. It's like five bucks. The books are 20% off. Um, you'll be able to get those at yourfirstyearin.com. All the promo codes are on my Facebook page. They're also on my, uh, my, my news feed. So I've been sharing those out there. Boom, 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 boom. So have fun with those. Uh, let me know what you think. And I'll see you guys back here tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. We're going to get into another chapter at random. I'm picking it. Um, also, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about our party this weekend. You know, we keep it live at PM Take Home, pmtakehome.com. We're having another party Saturday night. Shh, Saturday night party. Hopefully, you'll join us. I'll tell you more about that coming up um, tomorrow. So thanks for hanging out, all my peeps on Instagram, all my peeps on Facebook. Thanks for joining me for Storytime today, and I will see you guys soon. Hey guys, Sunny D here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode, and you started thinking, you know, you will have a point in time when either you're going to just be too tired, or your hands are going to hit the ceiling on what your hands can produce. So whether it be investing, whether it be having a, a nest egg, flipping houses, whatever it is you're looking at, real estate, stocks, start thinking about those things now because you don't want to be 15, 20 years in the game and something happens or you are forced to you know, retire for whatever reason or just want to retire and you don't have any other options. So you only have two hands. Um, you're not going to be able to grow a second set out of your back, out of your head, out of your ass. So you're really going to have to think about how to diversify. And there's no better time than to do anything than to do it as soon as you're thinking about it. So hopefully you guys got some takeaways. I can't wait to see you back. If you're joining me live 9 a.m. Eastern Time for Storytime with Sunny D on Facebook, on Instagram, or you're just checking out the podcast, bring a friend, tell a friend. Look forward to seeing you guys there. All things YFY Podcast, head over to yfyipodcast.com. And all things book related, you can head over to yourfirstyearin.com. So thanks again for tuning in to the YFY Podcast. And remember, this is the place you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.